Welcome to the Disrupt Your Career podcast, brought to you by Claire Harbour and Antoine Tirant. We're passionate about helping everyone find fulfillment in their work life. We believe that big, messy, uncharted career changes are inevitable. And it's up to you to decide. Will you take control and disrupt? Or allow yourself to be disrupted? We wrote the book about it. And now we share here our conversations with other thinkers in this crucial area. Settle down and get ready to listen to this dose of wisdom. So I'm delighted to be welcoming back Paolo Gallo, who spoke with me several years back now on the full Disrupt Your Career podcast. And he's here today to talk about his newly published book, The Seven Games of Leadership, the subtitle of which is Navigating the Inner Journey of Leaders. So Paolo, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. Delighted to come back uh, after, yeah, indeed, quite a lot of time since my last book. It is a long time. Anyway, what inspired you to write this book? I'm wondering if you had a specific audience or group of people in mind when you were writing it, and what fundamentally led you to go in this direction rather than any other? Pretty much every, every Saturday, when we have a bit of time to have a breakfast without uh, rushing to our respective engagement and my daughter to school, I always ask my daughter, what did you learn this week, you know? About a couple of years ago, and uh, my daughter, that she's now 17, she asked me, but daddy, you've been working for 30 plus years. What did you learn? Well, th- that question was quite <laughs> a powerful <laughs> one. I asked a couple of weeks uh, to think about, and one day I took her for pizza. I, I explained what I've learned in my career. Now as executive coach, but you know, working in different places. She listened, she asked a lot of questions. And a few days later, I found uh, a yellow postic like this one on my computer. And she said, Daddy, I love the story. Why don't you write a book about it? I decided to write this book to answer to my daughter. But fundamentally, what I told her was, listen, I met, uh, I don't know, a thousand of people in my life. And um, a lot of them from interviews. I was head of a chair for three different organizations in my life, EBRD in London, World Bank, and uh, and the World Economic Forum. As a coach, I also worked and coached several hundred people. You may say that I had thousands of meetings, but then in reality, I didn't have thousands of different meetings. I have a uh, hundred times the same conversation because uh, I noticed that uh, people are struggling with similar issues, regardless of any other variables. You can be from uh, Uganda or Thailand or Italy, or you can be in a luxury company or banking or consulting, we all have uh, similar thoughts, challenges to deal with. And so one day I literally, with the same uh, color, the postics, I said, okay, which challenges did I see? What did I learn by listening all these people over the last 30 years? And they became seven colors on the floor, literally. And I said, okay, this group of people had this challenge. This group of people had this challenge. And uh, all of a sudden I visualized that there was a journey that everybody goes through. This is a Carl Jung adult development. It's not something that I invented. I thought, okay, these people have these different phases in their life, uh, but some of them fail to understand, uh, you know, how the rules of this specific phase, and so I call it games. The idea of the book is fundamentally help the reader to find out where you are in your own journey, okay? How do you understand uh, to progress? And the progression that I'm referring to I'm not referring to becoming from a manager to vice president to vice president to CEO. 
is really how you develop yourself as a human being. So this book uh, is more focused on personal development, which I believe uh, is a theme that everybody is interested. So this is not a result of a market analysis, but people that are genuinely keen to uh, understand more about how to continue growing personally and also professionally, I think it could be a helpful book to read. Beautiful. That's such a wonderful Genesis story. And I love the fact that you take the Jungian approach to the journey, the quest, whatever. Tell us a little bit more, if you can, about the key concepts and methods and insights that you used and that emerged in the book. And if you can summarize them, obviously, we want the listeners also to go and buy your book. And we'll include a link to that in the notes. But if you could just give some crystallized ideas from the book, that would be super helpful. The way I see, before you embark in a journey, you need to understand the terrain that you're going venturing. No, so the first cha- couple of chapters is a preparatory warm up to understand the journey, and uh, I try to explain what are the seven mega trends that uh, are impacting who we are. And uh, sadly, uh, one of them, which I call uh, geopolitics, uh, is heavily impacting in our life. But of course, uh, artificial intelligence or Climate change also a big, big element of it. And then also I invite the reader to um, challenge some of the assumptions that you have done in your life because assumptions are a bit of a presence because you think that way all the time. And I think it's important at times to take one step back and to say, do I still believe that this is valid in my own journey? No. Uh, so the first couple of chapters, if you want, is a warm-up exercise to prepare the terrain. And then you have these seven games. I wanted to give one word for each gamer that hopefully helps the reader to remember and to crystallize the key feature of that game. The first one is uh, the inner game, and the inner game is the capacity to follow self-reflection and analysis and uh, and maybe some coaching assessment that I provide in the book to understand, okay, what are you good at? Uh, what is your calling? And this is not about a profession or a sector or an organizational chart. It's really something that's meaningful to you and how do you offer your talent to whatever organization, whatever system you're part of it. No? Once you master that element, you go to the next phase, I call it the better game. And the better game is uh, the awareness that you need to master whatever game you're playing. No? You need to improve, you need to be pretty good in what you're doing. So you cannot rely exclusively on intuition and talent, but you really have to work harder to achieve a level of mastery and proficiency in whatever profession you choose. I noticed that quite a lot of people stop here in that journey, okay? So they realized what they wanted to do and they became pretty good in doing it. They stopped there in their own journey, no? Well, the next phase, I call it the outer and the caring game, is fundamentally outer is developed contextual intelligence, so the capacity to connect the dots, and so the capacity to open the windows to understand what else is there other than your sector, your job, your role, and uh, have also this uh, mindset of intellectual curiosity, not to become an expert on everything, but at least to be aware there are other elements that can impact uh, your role and how you understand them. And the caring game uh, is, uh, I know it sounds a bit romantic, no, but it's not meant uh, in that way, but it's fundamental. It's like, do you care about other people? Are you able to develop uh, trust and collaboration with other guys? No, Or you just compete with people? And uh, mm. some people are, inclined to collaborate and some people they they don't see collaboration as an option they just want to compete you know which is a a missed opportunity so when you go through this phase uh, you go to the fourth one which i think uh, 
is actually quite uh, the center of the book, uh, which I call the crisis game. And the crisis game is uh, the capacity to uh, pause for a second, understand what is coming next, which is, I call it the reinvention game. And crisis is not a negative word. In Greek, it means a necessity of a decision, which is fundamentally usually occurs uh, in your mid to late 40s, early 50s, where if I can use a soccer analogy, you start to think that if you want to play the second half of the game the way you play the first half, and usually the answer is not really, okay? <laughs> when you come to this level of awareness, then what next? And in this book, I try to explain that in my own experience, I noticed there are four kinds of responses that people do. Three of them, um, sadly, not the right one. One of them is the correct one. And I try to understand and to help the reader to say, yeah, don't go in that direction. Stay on the front. Uh, they will find uh, your way forward. If you find your way forward, you enter to the invention game. And invention is not changing your picture on LinkedIn. It's something much more profound. And then you go to the what I call the revolution game. And I, I wasn't decided between revolution and legacy, but... A legacy to me is something more related to personal legacy, while revolution is more related to you leave something for other people. So you're not mm -hmm. necessarily benefiting you or maybe the people in your family, but uh, leaving a sustained change uh, that is meaningful and positive for other people, your community, your country, your company, your family. It doesn't really matter, but there is an element of altruistic uh, approach uh, because you stop focusing exclusively on yourself. And the last, I call it the let it go game. And let it go game is uh, the capacity to pass the torch to somebody else, uh, to uh, shift away, but not because you become cynical or lazy, but because uh, you have developed a capacity rather than dependency with others. And all of a sudden, you're no longer needed, which is to me the ultimate sign that you've done a good job, including with our kids. Definitely. When you see your kids walking, uh, taking independent decisions, being uh, adults, uh, you know they've done a good job, but you're still there. When they are in the mid-30s, uh, helping them, uh, probably you could have done a better job. So let it go should not be seen uh, as uh, the beginning of decline, but actually the ultimate sign of wisdom. That's beautiful. What a wonderful set of games and pictures to be imagining. Is there a particularly emblematic case study that you could share with us? And sort of, If you could, I'm assuming, having not read the whole of the book, that there are some great stories and case studies within the book. Is there one that would really show off well one or several of these phases being done well? I counted actually yesterday because somebody asked me this question uh, as 232 quotes. Uh. <laughs> and to me, a quote is also a pay homage to people that have uh, mm -hmm. contributed to shape the way I think. It could be yeah. a poet, it could yeah. be an author, it could be a musician, it could be a philosopher. No, mm. I explain things through stories. I mean, is mm. the conceptual part is probably... 15 or maybe 10, 15 percent of the book, the rest are stories because people do remember stories. No, one story that I share is uh, uh, how you manage a transformation, which is a moment of crisis and then reinvention. Because I'm trying to explain the difference between managing change and managing transformation. Change is something that occurs outside you. Okay, let's say that you move to another country, yeah. you divorce, uh, you move house you buy a new car uh, or, or whatever it is, uh, you have to adapt to a change of external circumstances, okay? Yeah. Think yeah. about COVID, for example. No, of course, we have to adapt to a very you know, dramatic situation for close to two years, okay? But you're still the same person. You just have to adapt. Again, mm -hmm. it's not easy. And there is a discipline called change management, which is taught at university, which is not necessarily easy. And you, mm -hmm. it's a game of adaptation, but you remain who you are, okay? However, 
transformation is something different, uh, and I refer to a uh, Roman god, because when the Romans conquered Greece, they fundamentally cut and paste Greek gods, with the exception of one that is called Janus. In Italian, it's called Giano Bifronte, and uh, he has two faces. One, uh, the wise one, with uh, the face of a, let's say, relatively old individual that represents uh, gravitas. And gravitas means judgment, uh, the capacity to uh, reflect uh, wisdom. And then the, the second face uh, is a young face uh, that the Romans are called Juventus, uh, which is not only a soccer team, but means uh, <laughs> energy, positiveness, uh, mm. and optimism. And so the Romans uh, have uh, give us, I think, this wonderful symbolic uh, God uh, to say, listen, when you're managing a transformation, which is different than change, uh, you need to have the experience of gravitas and uh, the energy of Juventus. Uh, so I'm using this analogy to say, whatever you've learned is still very relevant. Don't throw it away. But have also an attitude of optimism and energy and positiveness in whatever transformation you're going through. And as a coach, uh, I know that transformation can last uh, up to two years, usually one to one and a half year, from the moment where you realize that uh, certain modalities of living are no longer congruent with who you become mm-hmm. and all the modalities that are probably more aligned with who you want to be. And managing this transformation is not easy. I also use all the stories uh, that help the reader to embrace uh, with courage and with optimism a critical moment of everybody's life that occurs with everybody, regardless of uh, you know, financial or, or gender or sexual preference or political views uh, that everybody has sometimes uh, in, in their life. Indeed, there is this universal need for stepping back, pausing, reflecting and deciding how to change. That's absolutely for certain. Paolo, this is a conversation that I know we could continue for hours and hours, but I'm going to draw an end to it here, thanking you very much for bringing not just your fundamental wisdom, but also this worked through expressed and written wisdom that I highly encourage all of our readers to go and find on all the different book buying sites and to inwardly digest. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Claire, for inviting me again. We hope you enjoyed hearing from this month's guest as much as we did. Do go and check out our work on disrupt-your-career.com and come back soon. Thank you.